following program is intended for mature audiences. It's the music, movies, and shows you love. As if we care. And hate. You ain't gonna like it none. And love to hate. I didn't expect that at all. This, this is the Broken Remote. Coming to you live on tape on this Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. It is the Broken Remote here as we return not to talk about Velma. Thank God. Yes. We have gotten off that ship. Although we'll probably come back to it sporadically for sure. Mindy Kaling is one of those demons that will just keep emerging just years down the line. You know, like the one that haunts like a family for generations. Oh, yeah. That's what she is. Yeah. You can't get her. She's a stickler. She's a stickler. You can't get rid of her, right? You walk walk by the mirror one day in your house and you just see the shadow of her on the wall. And you go, what was that? And you look back, it's gone. But you know she's following you constantly. The the terrible, like, drunk aunt or drunk uncle at the family occasions that you just, Mm -hmm. you you know, she's going to show. Or he's going to show, and you just can't yeah. get rid of her. You make the most innocuous comment, and all of a sudden she goes, well, I don't know what your problem is with, uh, I almost said Dahmer. I, I was, I was going to go for like uh, some yeah, socialist dude. You lost and yourself instead, in your own thoughts. Exactly. I was thinking, Dahmer came up. I was trying to think of, um, who's that guy? Che Guevara, the one that like everyone has on a t-shirt. Who's Che Guevara? He's the guy from Cuba who helped liberate Cuba that you'll see oh, on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah at, for like, sure. Every college girl's T-shirt where he's got his little beret and they're like, "This is who I support." And I'm like, "Do you know what his backstory is?" Because <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Well, the, the Dahmer was super hot only because he mm-hmm. just you know came through in the uh, the Dahmer series. What was the exactly. Dahmer series named again? I saw like two or three I episodes Dahmer, and I never right? finished it. Yeah, it might have been. I don't yeah, know. Who you know was? who watches that show? You know who's the most interested? Every girl I've ever met. I don't understand why women of all people are just like. Yeah, fucking serial killers are my favorite thing to research. They are fascinated. I love it too, but they're way more into it than I am. Well, you know what's weird about that show, and I guess a lot of streaming content at this point, is that it just doesn't have legs, right? Like, people watch it, and they talk about it nonsensically for, what, you know, like two months, three months? And then you never hear about it again. Like, it's over. Yeah. Right, like Dahmer, everybody, it was all over the news, it was all over TV, it was ever on every podcast. I haven't heard anybody talk about Dahmer in, like, forever. It's what's so weird with these streaming things, because, I mean, they're pumping out so much content, and oh. so little of it is actually good, and if it is... like that, sure. That, like that Wednesday show, I, I watched a few episodes, that's not my boat, but, like, that was just like Dahmer, where you couldn't get away from it for a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, my youngest son watched it. He loved it. I tried to sit yeah. through like one episode, an episode yeah. and a half. I couldn't do it. Same here. Yeah, that was exact. I was like maybe two. And then I was like, I just don't get the appeal. Like it's not a show for me. I could see the merit. It, it's not like some other stuff we're going to talk about where I'm like, this is fucking hot garbage. <laughs> but there's just, there's so many streaming platforms now. And there's on all of them, there's like two shows that you can go back and watch. Yeah, at any given time, they've got a couple of hot shows, and then it's just filled up with hot shit, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and we were talking about this way back in the day when we were both working together, yeah. when it was like they would just start pumping out shows, and it was like, wow, you know what? 
Now they're doing these shows in volume. And this is when it was like, what? We're talking about 2016 to 2019. Mm -hmm. Something like that, yeah. And that's like Netflix only. Maybe Hulu was around. Yeah, it was Netflix's heyday. It was like yeah. Netflix's heyday. Was there. Uh, Disney Plus hadn't even come around yet. I think Disney yeah. Plus might have been at the very, very end of that. They right. were still ruining Star Wars before they could really focus on ruining streaming. I think at that point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. I don't know. It was. I, I got to look to see, but I don't think Disney Plus was around uh, when we were working. But Netflix definitely was. I know Hulu was, but Hulu wasn't pumping out a lot of content. Prime they Video had, like was yeah. there, but it stunk. There's yeah. There's even less on there then than there is now. I mean, they got. I mean, they have The Boys, which is a good show. Solid. They have that. I'm not sure if you watched it, but it's very similar to The Boys, but they, they kind of go a different direction with it. It's called Invincible. It's based on these comics made by the guy that did Walking Dead. I, I've seen it. I have not watched it. it. It's really good. It's it's animated, so I think it throws some people off. So, like, my mom, who I mean, she goes, oh, it's animated. That means it's going to be bad. It's like, no, it's actually real, a really good show, very similar to The Boys, but for some reason, because I guess Disney had its heyday in the 90s, everyone goes, it's drawn. Oh children right yeah well i but, mean there has yeah. been an infinite amount of cartoon content pumped out over the past i'd say eight mm. years yeah like I mean, velma yeah <laughs> like velma yeah i mean they had definitely gone down that velma yeah. uh i mean if you want to go go back right there was south park was kind of like the well simpsons i guess was more or less the yeah. leader of it Right, and then the, the South Park, Family Guy, American Dad, King of the Hill, and then you get into like the newer ages where you're looking at, uh, you know, Archer came around, which is pretty good. Oh, Archer was good, yeah. I like Archer, Archer was good. The only thing that threw me off was, was the lead, whatever that actor's name is, the lead oh, voice for Archer is also the lead voice for the Bob's Burger guy. Oh, yeah, H. John Benjamin. Yeah, is that, that, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, it's his he's name, yeah. He's awesome. He's, he's, he's awesome, man. He's one of those... Those actors like, oh, you have range. Damn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Archer was a great character. character, too. Yeah. And he was a great character. And now it's like, you know, I mean, at that point, what, Apple Plus has got a couple of cartoons. Netflix has got our cartoons, both adult and for kids. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's cartoons left and right. But anyway, I, you know, we got a little, <laughs> little in the weeds right out of the gate. But yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the appeal of this podcast, is that you can be sure that five minutes later we will never be on the same topic we guaranteed we're going to talk no, about. No, but we always come back. We always we come, come back. back. We're good at that. We we're do. Good at that. We find our way back to the highway no matter how many weird roundabouts we take. Right. So, I, I mean, yeah. we, th this whole thing went downhill talking about Dahmer and, and flash-in-the-pan mm -hmm. Netflix shows. Um, you know, but uh, I, I'll, I'll let you, before we keep going down that route because we did have a mission going into this one. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about, you know, getting into South Park when we left off last episode. You know, uh, same bad time, same bad channel. Uh, yeah. But we'll pause on the South Park only because the biggest event to hit this past weekend was obviously the continuation of the MCU. Oh, my God, dude. I have not seen it. <sighs> From everything I heard, I wanted to spend the 20 bucks to go watch it, and then I was like, you know what? From everything I read, I really wish I still had Cody and mm -hmm. Cinema HD, and I, I wish I still was pirating the shit out of everything because this would have been that movie. This would have been the, the it, movie to pirate from what I, I heard. I you really, saw it. I really think you'll hate it when you watch it. It, I it, Okay, just, just for full disclosure, the movie... 
is Ant-Man 3. And I'm calling it Ant-Man 3 because Ant-Man... You're not going Quantumania? No, no, no. I'm not calling it Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania because the Wasp is barely in the movie. Like her Oh, name, really? Dude, I have... So for... This is the first time I've ever written notes about something. Even Velma, like that was just fresh in my mind. But this one, there's just so much. You taking notes? Hours, dude. What I are you know. doing? I Have know. fun in like, life, sir. Uh, yeah, I know. This is hard. so. Quick background. I did not do this by choice. We were. I was with a bunch of friends this weekend. We were in. We were down in Daytona. We went to the you know the 500 there. Whoa! That was hold on. Let's just rewind a little bit. You were in Daytona and you saw this? I thought you were sitting home in in New no, York. No, you know, no, in we were, shitty we were, weather, doing nothing. No, we were we were. I was in. We just did a crazy weekend this last weekend. So we I did Epcot on. We got destroyed at Epcot, and then the next day went to Daytona. Did you go to the five hundred? Yep, we were there. Wow! Oh, I watched fucking, the end of it. Fucking wild, dude. So here's the. Did thing you about stay that. through the entire thing all the way oh, through all yes, the overtimes? Oh yes, we did. It was crazy. So the thing about NASCAR, first 180 laps, like I was falling asleep. It's the most boring thing ever because there's just they're, they're veering by. There's a lot of loud sounds, but it just gets kind of like yeah, okay, there's nothing let's, to do. And like, well, I mean, drink, but there's nothing to really watch. Yeah, but there's like nothing really happening. But the last 20 is when they get desperate, and that's when they're making their final pushes. And dude. When the cars were like exploding and crashing into each other, you just I me, mean, my friends and I were turning to each other like, I get it now. I get it. Okay. <laughs> this is this totally, totally makes sense why this is a sport. Well, so I've never been to a NASCAR race. I've been to like yeah. shitty dirt dirt track races with my dad back in the day up in Orangeburg, yeah. New York and shit, but I've never been to a Daytona, never been to NASCAR, anything mm. like that. Now, when they're fall on the other side of the track, right? I mean, you just can't see anything. Not that there's we, much to see, right? I mean, we they're just making super, left-hand turns. We were super low to the ground, so we like apparently the higher up seats are better to get, which we didn't know. We were like, oh, we right near the action, which is, which means you're gonna go deaf and like the tires are like rubbing off and like you're getting tire flakes. Was it all a big ticket? It was. It wasn't that bad from what I. My friend's gonna stop calling. Uh, no, it wasn't that bad from what I like understand it could have been because we got it super fucking last minute. Like we literally planned it maybe last Tuesday. Well, we're just like, this is our weekend. I mean, if you had asked me, ex ticket broker, I would have told you to buy them late anyway. I mean, that's when mm-hmm. you should buy all your tickets. Yeah, don't buy tickets until the, as late as you possibly can. Maybe not the day of the event because then it gets a little funky. But oh yeah, there was know. a lot of uh, questionable people with their signs like "just need one more ticket to get by." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> if you want, really want to throw the dice because I, historically speaking, when I worked at that ticket broker, what would happen is you try to unload all the tickets, you you price them high at the front yeah. end. As time expires, you keep lowering them, lowering them based on whatever, and then in the end, you're just stuck with a handful of tickets, and they usually hand them off to a street guy. Right, and that's the guy that walks the parking lot, you know, Dude, trying to dump yeah. them, and then you know that guy puts whatever <laughs> in his pocket and gives the rest back to you know said broker, and you know that's the knockup. So yeah, but I saw so many more mullets than I ever have in my life. I never realized there was <laughs> oh, I'm this. Sure, it's fucking it's Daytona, just, dude. This southern hatred of Kyle Busch, who's this one driver who they accuse of being a <laughs> yes. northerner. He's from Wyoming. But the, like the entire time, like he was in first for like that last little bit in the first. Yeah, overtime. for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then the, just the the entire crowd I was I was at was like, "Fuck Kyle Bush, fuck him." Really? What is the crowd like? Is it really it southern? Is, it 
It's a mix. It's just because it's just this j- excuse to just watch people get fuck just wild. And but, but where we were, because I guess they're the more you know lower class seats. We got a <laughs> fun southern Classes. dudes like around us. It really was, dude. Like. It, it was just, like there was just a bunch of guys with mullets just stringing Pabst Blue Ribbon around me. And there's this one dude with this mullet like, yeah, fuck you, Kyle Bush. And, just, and then like when the first, oh, when that first crash, I was like, fuck, he said, fuck yeah, look at that crash. 20 minutes overtime, baby. And, just like, and it turns out he was right. Right. Uh, well, did you know anything about the overtime before you? I knew nothing about how it worked. I just we figured it out as it was happening. Oh yeah, we, just we had no experience. We just we're, we just thought this is going to be a fun day thing for the weekend. Yeah, and we were right. It was kind of crazy because now I I was talking to my dad. So because my dad owned a, not a stock car, but it was either a dirt car or something way back in the day a long long time ago and anyway so he like i used to watch the all the automotive shit with him uh indy 500 daytona 500 yeah. right like and and back in the day like people used to follow that like it was yeah. like one of the bigger sports right like everybody got sports illustrated sporting news you used to watch the big 4 people knew tennis players people knew yeah. fucking race car indy 500 shit like that you know like mario mario andretti was like a reference term right like, yeah no like it- it's such an interesting – I feel like people don't have any respect for it now, at least like in New York. Like it, it is a wild, entertaining thing to check out, but they're not athletes, I think, in the way that – like when you look at a football player and you think athlete, that is not comparable to the Ricky Bog, Bobby-esque figures <laughs> right. people you see at these things. They're still insane though because they are just – they're going like 2.5 miles – Every thirty seconds. Yeah, I mean they're 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 capping yeah. out. They were showing on, on the TV, you know, the the top speeds, which is about a buck ninety, right? So yeah. they're doing a buck ninety, you know, down these straightaways and around these turns. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, I would pass out from fear at like one fifty. There's just no way. <laughs> yeah, just... I would love. I know that you can actually like rent cars on a track and have people, professional drivers, take you around and like try to top out around one something, right? One fifty to one seventy. I doubt they go up to one ninety. But dude, I, mean, I, I did. Know. I did this NASA ride at Epcot. Like it was the last thing we did at Epcot, and they just put some G's on you. And apparently, this is my reason for being a wuss. But apparently, I think it hits taller people harder. And so I just, like, there's these children that are, like, five years old walking off this ride. Like, wow, that was fun. And then there's me and these, like, two other dudes, like, six, three plus, who are just, we get off the ride and we're going, wow, I don't feel good. This is really, <laughs> really? And just, and, like, so I ended up, like, vomiting, like, viciously <laughs> as we're leaving out with my You friends. vomited? Oh, I was, dude, that killed me more oh, than any of the stuff we were drinking. Yuck. Dude, you don't understand. You don't, you don't understand. Oh, Chuck boy. We, we were drinking all day, and I was fine until that ride. And that ride, it just treats you like you're a Coca-Cola bottle. It's like, hey, let's see how you're doing. You're stepping and off I, and just thinking to yourself. Obviously a major malfunction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've made a huge I've made a huge mistake. Just the whole way. I immediately back. regret this decision. Yeah, my friends are just, they're just like, oh, you're getting a lot quieter. How are you feeling? I'm like, I am not feeling good. Oh my God, this happened very suddenly. But 
If that's how I felt after that NASA ride at Epcot, there's no way I'm surviving in an actual race car. There's no way. Yeah. I would be done so fast. I would imagine it, it's, it feels like something else, you know, to actually be doing 190 in one of those stock cars. But um, they've changed it. And so over the years, I did not know it, but I was talking to my dad. And I thought for sure, because the accidents were happening late, I'm like, yeah, they're probably going to finish under yellow. And he was like, well, no, they have overtime now. And I'm like, oh, shit, I really haven't watched NASCAR long enough and so you know point of the story was that you know when they crash so late they do this overtime thing where they won't finish under caution they'll wait to clear the track they'll start it up and then there'll be you know two more laps or whatever uh the green lap the white white flag green flag white yeah. flag and then and then yeah, the i, I still don't i still don't understand it. and so to your point when you said that they just started crashing you know at the end it was like they had three or four of these where they tried to restart the race mm-hmm. And, you know, sure enough, people are trying to make their moves and they're crashing on like the second of, you know, the last lap. Crazy. And then they had to do it again. And then when they finally ended it, they just kind of ended it. They were like, fuck it, we're done. I mean, I thought it was funny because we didn't realize that dude was near the the front. He was there for like five seconds. Uh, And also there's like this point system to NASCAR. So even if you win the actual Daytona 500, there's like these different stages to it. And there's like points you win for winning a specific stage. So you, I don't understand it. I'm well, not gonna if, try if to I remember, it. I, I think it's basically it's kind of like the, uh, it's kind of like the WWE where it's like the start of the season, right? Like everything yeah. starts. You know, like with wrestling, it's like WrestleMania either starts it or ends it. It's like their Super Bowl. I think it's like the start of the season. Is you know so. Anyway, Daytona, I believe, is the start of the season, and now they continue on. But Daytona is usually the biggest of the whole bunch. But mm-hmm. it was it was as big of a drinking, you know, oh, environment dude, as they wild. as they picture oh, it. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, granted, we didn't really buy any, it. We we bought like we bought like my friends bought some drinks, but we just they're so chill about it. Where they you just have this backpack clearly stuffed to the brim with with you know alcohol, and they go, I don't care. Go on in there. Like it's just like it's. It, they know why you're here, which I respect. Sure. Yeah. Do they have so, anything to do on the inside other than sit your ass in the seat under the it, sun it, and drink? It's it, it's like going to MetLife Stadium where you just you go inside. I mean, they have these weird like NASCAR esque shops in there too, but they've got like a bunch of those regular food stands, and I, I mean the back. But it's bleachers, cars, and a track. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it's really all about. Do they have tailgating as well? I imagine that's a there big. There was, I don't know, it. I don't know. We we checked that out for like a second, but we just were like, "Fuck it, let's go." Actually, in there, man, you guys really plan this out well. Yeah, we did. Oh, we literally, we literally, <laughs> dude, it was literally like a Tuesday. We're like, dude, what if we do that? We didn't. I wasn't even going to Florida last weekend until like Wednesday. Talking to my friends, like, fuck it. That's did you drive, awesome or did you end up just buying tickets and no, flying? I just, I just blew it to, bought a ticket. Yeah, before my my new job starts, I'm just oh, like, no, let's, let's get you. let's get let's do some weird stuff before I become an adult again. How'd you make out with a late minute Florida jet ticket? Not that bad, but it was Spirit and Spirit. Uh, oh, what Spirits they, are what, right. What you lack in price, they make up for in just sheer inconvenience of everything else. <laughs> yeah, so if true. you get delayed like three hours. And then you sit in the plane, and it's basically one of those plastic stools that you sat on in first grade. <laughs> and they're just like, is everyone here? Sit down, please. And then it's just the most rickety thing held together with duct tape. 
you've ever been on in your life. But otherwise, you know, pretty reasonable. <laughs> otherwise, it's fantastic. Yeah, we yeah, flew it with the great. kids. And yeah. I remember it was like, holy hell, trying. It was like the old 80s sh- the TV shows and movies where mm-hmm. it's like a whole family just trying to pack everybody into some shitty station wagon. Mm-hmm. It's just the station wagon has wings. Yeah, like at this point, your carry-on shouldn't be a backpack with like toiletries or like new clothes. It should really just be another parachute in a backpack because they're <laughs> Chance you will need it. Yeah. Well, did you ever fly? Maybe, maybe not. There was an airline called Ted. Do you Ted. remember Ted? No. I Google it, but Ted's. Ted's whole approach was, and I might, I'm pretty sure it was Ted, but I think they were like a derivative of United or something else. But anyway, <laughs> Ted Airlines' whole thing was. We're funny motherfuckers. So when you sit down, not only are our employees stewards and stewardesses, but they're also comedians. So they're they got a tight five. They got to work out right now. I just want to sleep. Too bad. (laughs) Exactly. So they just would get up there and their whole spiel about your life preserver, and it was all jokey. It was jokey, jokey, jokey all the way through. Oh boy. And so when you're flying it, you're kind of like, you know what? I, I for like. You know, five minutes is really cool, but then I'm also wondering, like, what happens if this fucking plane goes down, right? Like, is, <laughs> is this the crowd that I want, like, you know, standing next to me trying to direct hey me guys, to the exit? Remember to put your head between your knees and say a prayer, hey, because you're dead. You're, you're done. Like, that is no chance. And if uh, we go down, you're going to be having a bad time. Going to have a bad time. Like, can you please take this seriously? Too bad. We're going down right now. I know that you were here with your family and your kids. You might want to give them a big kiss because this is not going to be a good time. Everybody remember to jump up right before we hit the ground. It might save you. It's like, oh, my God. Take Why? a deep breath, and that way you can hold your, your, your breath under <laughs> water for that much longer. It's, it's- I mean, think about, like, catching a red eye or something when you're just, like, finally I get to leave this business trip. I'm so tired. I'm just going to take I'm just going to close my eyes really quickly. And then you just hear one of those, whoop. There's one of those guys like, hey, I can do some juggling in front. It looks like someone's a little tired Gus over here. Well, if you'll stand up here for my quick little comedy sesh. Reach up into the uh, overhead, grab yourself a banjo, all of a sudden start playing along. Hey, what's your name? Rich? Well, Rich, let's do a little song. <laughs> oh, I met Rich. It was in a ditch. And you just go, I'm going, I hate this Stuart, why'd you just play fucking Deliverance? What the hell are you trying to do? Oh, nothing. Don't worry. (laughs) And then you just notice them just stealing Eddie Murphy jokes. Like, I know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Ralph Cramden, Norton. Norton, I know you've been watching me. And I've been watching you. I know you've been watching me. Anyway, um, rewind. uh, We'll go back. So you go down to Daytona, Daytona yeah. covered, but somewhere along the lines, did you get shitty weather or you were like, I'm no, just dying to see Ant-Man no. 3? So we made the plan, like, so we're leaving there and we go, because c- this place was insanely packed. And so we just basically realized as we're leaving Daytona, we're going to be stuck here for two hours in either traffic or we could just go see a movie. And there was a movie theater right by us. Oh, no shit. And, and so we're just thinking, like, where we parked at least, and we're going, okay, we know that it's supposed to be bad. Let's go watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, so, I mean. Yeah, so, like, it was, 
it was it was sort of it just worked out incredibly well. And then we watched this movie. Yeah, so you so, you fucking you called an audible. That's what mm-hmm, you did. Exactly. And my one friend John slept through half of it, half because he was tired and half because of how bored he was. Oh, and my other friend Alex just was just watching it with like the same sort of really that I was checking it out with. And it's just Oh my god. Okay. Let well, me just, well, let's dive in. You 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 have you have notes. Let me Oh my god. Let let me just fire off a couple of questions right out of the gate, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it it was not good by your own admission. But no, like it's not. I I guess my first question was why wasn't it good? I know it's oh, a very I have, I have that all outlined here, buddy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, oh, I have it. Don't I let have me stop you. At, because there are like, good. you know, like some things are just bad and there's not a reason for it. It's like I can't describe it. It's just fucking bad. Oh, and I other can... things you're like, "No, the acting sucked. The cinematography was terrible. I don't know where the fucking director got this fucking approval yeah. from. There's I... no money behind the film, right? Like I can boil it. So the the plot's kind of it's the, the plot is very standard formulaic Marvel. Like it's just like, have you seen a Marvel movie before? You've seen this movie <laughs> this before. Like, congratulations. There are no spoilers. Um, they they had a chance to do something kind of cool. Uh, I'm I'm not sure how spoiler you want me to get with this. I will oh, get I, I, at spoiler. this point. You know, I I just spoil away because okay. to be completely honest, it's it's now past the first weekend. Yeah. I, I like I heard it sucked. I know I can go and watch the post credit scenes online on like YouTube. <laughs> I, I've thought a, a lot about just you know pirating it because I'm not going to pay the money to go see it in the theater. I've heard it was so bad or bad enough that it's not worth the money. So go yeah. ahead and spoil it. Okay. There's nothing so, keeping me. You I, know, I'm going to go. I'll just start with something that was nice because the biggest issue with this movie was the characters, like these these fucking characters, man. But I'll I'll start off with the two good things about the movie. Which were ironically the main protagonist and antagonist. They were actually solid. Being so, Ant Man and Kang, I imagine. Exactly. That's exactly who it was. So, like Paul Rudd. I mean, he's just playing Paul Rudd again as Scott Lang. <laughs> I, I mean, that's him. But it works, and so like despite all like this kind of ridiculousness that's going on with the character in the MCU, he's somehow he's like the most he's the most grounded character. As ridiculous as that sounds, considering yeah, no. you know he's gone to space and fought Thanos, he's the mo- like he seems like the most. This is a person that could exist in the real world. I've thought the same thing as I've been rewatching the older movies. Yeah, right. And, because I, I mean, and I think that's probably because they just let Paul Rudd be Paul Rudd, and that's yeah. his whole approach to everything. It's working out great for him. Was, <laughs> I mean, fantastic. Right? He was, he was just, the, the sexiest man alive two years ago, too. Oh, like, he? oh, that's, oh he's gotten so many weird accolades. I love him. He he really was, like, thank God he was the main part of this movie because he just, like, he really tried to salvage what he could. Because every other character in this movie, I'm going to get into this later, they're all these, these ridiculous fucking geniuses of, like, ridiculous proportions where and we we talked about this before but in the first iron man movie like tony stark he's an asshole but he's this great engineer and he makes this kind of believable suit that's like you know it's got all these you know it takes him like five minutes to put this on or take (laughs) yes originally and all and all it could do is fly 
And like the, the beam he shot out of it was by accident. Like that wasn't even supposed to happen. That was, it was just like, oh, it does that. Cool. All right. <laughs> right. And then it later gets as ridiculous as it does, which is the problem with every other character in this movie. But he, he's really good, Paul Rudd. He, like, he cares about his family. Uh, he's just, he's got some really, like, good, like, hey, he's a hero, and I believe why he's, like, doing these things. Like, okay, this works for me. And then there's Jonathan Majors as Kang. Yes. Who he's is awesome. the new big bad. He's, he's awesome. He plays it super seriously, which I feel like is very refreshing for Marvel, considering how every other... Supervillain's like, who wiggity wiggity quippity quip? <laughs> All right, hold on. Quip. <laughs> Gotta cut you off. Let me ask yeah. you this question before you go into the accolades for Jonathan Majors because I yes. I know that he's done a phenomenal job. You've kind of heard it and seen it everywhere. The Kang character, yes. is it going to be enough to fuel the next two MCU phases or so, one or however many? Because this eventually ends with like the Kang Avengers Kang Dynasty. Yeah. So I, this is the guy. That, so I'm not sure. Like, so spoiler alert: he kind of dies at the end, but I'm not sure. But there's if like eight million really of them. Exactly, and then but then Kang the Conqueror, I know in the comics is like the main one. So that's why I'm thinking, and like he's dead, but who's really ever dead in a Marvel movie? Right. So I'm sure he'll hit that one. Will pop back up at some point. Uh. Well, he's already I died hope. in. Did you watch Loki? Yes or no? I know. I know he was in it, or like a different version of him, or something. Yeah, a, another Kang was in it. This was called the man at the well, the man who at the end, or the man who, you know, the man that remains, or something like that. Yeah, something cool. Yeah. yeah. And, anyway, he died because Loki, not Loki, but Loki the girl, uh-huh. stabbed him, killed him, and so that was what broke the timelines, right? Of so, course. Yeah. Why not? That, that's how. That's how the Loki thing factors into everything, right? Yeah, so, hold that while I, I pass out from how boring that sounds. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, which then had downstream effects, which I don't think we fully understood yet or whatever, you know, and it, it just goes into all kinds of crazy shit. But anyway, so, but is Kang big enough? Because, he, like, Thanos okay. was. He, when he's, because he, he's basically, I think, like a regular dude unless he has his superpower suit. And when he has the superpower suit, he's super threatening. Like him in the first two acts of the movie. Well, if I'm not like, mistaken, he's in he's a he's a human, right? Yeah. That that discovered time travel and everything. And he's a scientist, yeah. and then he went back in time and he met all the other different versions of himself. Yeah. And, so in this one, he basically just has like Star Wars esque technology at his disposal, like compared okay. to everyone else who almost has Star Wars, but he's like unexplained. Of it's just he's got even more advanced technology than everybody else, and it's uh, unexplained. It, yeah, he just has it he just for has whatever it. reason. Okay. He just has it. But, it, like, so he, in the first two acts, he's super threatening, like, very imposing. Uh, like, people will try to do, like, the regular Marvel quips with him. He's like, I've killed Avengers and other universes. Your threats mean nothing to me. He, like, he tortures people to, like, make them do what he wants. And then the third act, you know, they kind of have, like, this ridiculous deus ex machina that I'll talk about later that is infuriatingly stupid. But, like, he's really cool, and then eventually he loses his superpower suit, and he's, like, t- he's like fighting Ant-Man mano-a-mano. Like okay. Ant-Man. So it's just them doing, like, a regular fist fight, and he just wipes the floor with Paul Rudd, which was really cool. Like, it's just, like, a regular fist fight, and he's still just walking all over Paul Rudd, just right, fucking right, right. up. 
But like, I don't, I don't know if he's he's Thanos level considering how he still basically got beaten, and now there's clearly like a bigger threat. Does he have an empire? Does he have he legions did. of people? He had like they're they're like basically stormtroopers or something, and like this particular Kang, but he's apparently they, they they pull the Rick and Morty thing where it's like there's well it's, I mean Rick and Morty pulled it, took it from here <laughs> where there's uh there's like multiple universes of Kangs and they're all pals with each other yes but this one this one went rogue and they don't like him so they kicked him out of the club and like that's kind of his backstory is him trying to get back at the other versions of himself who punished him oh okay all so. Right. So the, like maybe the other one's a little more threatening because there's like ten million of them, but I I yeah, don't know. I, I read that uh, from one of the people that it was like oh yeah, and then he got into his whole whiny bitching like that oh you know like I'm I just out for revenge for everybody that fucking banished me here, and then it was like mm-hmm. oh okay this has been done eight million. Uh, times, listen, so. I I saw that too, and like out of I had no problem with that because the other flaws of this movie are so fucking glaring that like. Honestly, it could have been Paul Rudd and Jonathan Majors just stubbing their toes the entire movie, and that would have been so much infinitely better than all the other stuff going on. Like, all right, well, before uh, we get to the uh, stuff going, all the other stuff going on, it's so I, I, bad. Dude. I, I, well, I, I, I derailed you because you were talking about Jonathan Winters. So oh, yeah. you were saying that he was good, right? And then I yeah, asked yeah. you about Kang. So let's go back to him and his performance instead. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just great. I mean, the ending, the like end cutscene that shows all the different versions of him, and then he gets a little weird with it. But like him as Kang the Conqueror, really solid, very cool villain. I I wish he won to some degree in this movie to prove what a, a threat he was, like to prove that even just one version of this dude, like, won't be stopped by. Like he even says at one point, he's like, "You think you're a threat to me? All you do is talk to ants." And then he still somehow ends up losing at the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> well, he's on a tear, both uh, you know, in the MCU in Creed, right? and yeah. like professionally, because yeah. he's going to be in like everything, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, he's going to be in Creed yeah. two, and he's going to be or Creed three, and then uh, he's scheduled. If you go on his IMDb, it looks like he's going to be scheduled to be in a whole bunch of shit. So yeah, um, but he's going to be in the MCU now for what the next four years. I'm sure something like that. I mean, to, to Phase Nine Thousand or whatever they have planned <laughs> right. until these movies. I think this and this wraps up in 2006, the next three years or whatever. So yeah, oh, God help us. So anyway, but but so Winters does some heavy lifting. Rudd yeah, yeah, does yeah. some maybe, he- maybe heavy this... lifting. You know, those actors are all right. The rest of the characters yeah. are just kind of hot garbage. Yeah, so I mean, I'm gonna go for the neutral ones kind of now because uh, this this is really the biggest plot because like it, all the issues with the the plot itself is just like it's like if you have a problem with the Marvel movie plots being formulaic at this point, you're not gonna like this one. Yeah, this but it's every different. fucking Marvel movie now. So and, and this one also really is just kind of like why isn't the Star Wars like it's just in this other universe? They have spaceships. There's stormtroopers there. It's literally Star Wars, but they're like no. It's a Marvel movie in the quantum verse. You're going, this is like you have aliens speaking their weird languages. You have the Muppets. Just make it Star Wars, dude. Like, clearly, this is written for the wrong thing. Well, you know that there is that conspiracy theory that they are trying to figure out a way to merge the two. They're, they're trying they to. Do, it's going to be the quantum verse if they do it, dude. It is just. I, I my mean, God. It, which was funny when everybody started talking about that this is the Star Wars of the MCU because I was like, ah, well, maybe that's how they link the uh, fucking uh, uh, whatever, the 
in Lucasfilm over over to the MCU yeah. is through this. Which, oddly enough, another just derailing the segment. No, it's I'm watching yeah, I mean, Back to the Future with my with my two kids two days ago. Yeah, and we fire it up, and as the credits are rolling in the beginning, and they're blasting you, we lose in the news, and it's it's uh, Power Love. All of a sudden, the uh, on the executive producers, it's Steven Spielberg, some dude, and then if you believe it, it is Kathleen Kennedy. And Dude, she's been around for a while. My forever. God. Ever. Now, I had to go back. She's 69. 69. Uh, um, years old. And so I was like, ah, well, that put, you know, that's like 40 years ago. So she's got to be 20-something. And so then I looked up, and I, I think it was like her second or third executive producer. But I, I was like, how did she even get into it that young? And she was married to... Uh, uh, one of the marshals, uh, one of the one of the marshal produce. Damn it! Uh, I'm gonna forget. Now I forgot it. Uh, Frank Marshall, or but a big Hollywood guy. Yeah. So she she like married into Hollywood. Um, and wait, so th- wait, that's wait, how is, she got is, her this shit. Is, this is this is her husband. When, well, or, when yeah. she was younger, um, when, like that's how she got into it uh, originally. Because I mean, she was like 20 and change, and it was like you don't just like wake up. And be a twenty and change girl, and you, you know, producing next to fucking, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg and shit, and uh, Amblin Entertainment. You know, like you had to come from somewhere. And uh, where is it? She was, uh, yeah, with, with with Frank Marshall, um, who I, I think was her, her husband. That's what I was reading. So, uh, but yeah, uh, she in nineteen eighty two, she co-founded Amblin Entertainment. With Frank Marshall and Steven Spielberg, she co-founded it. That's how long this this fucking chick has been around. Um, I mean, it, pretty, pretty unbelievable. And I, not to mention, like, she's old as shit. So, like, how did somebody so long in the tooth get crowned the fucking Star Wars universe? Like, not that Star Wars is a, is a young person's game. I mean, not necessarily because it was when I was a kid. But shit. I mean, she's old, you know, and it was like... Yeah, I'm also... So I heard a rumor that they're trying to kick her out as well. Do you know if that's true? I, I mean, I would love it. I but. had read that, but I mean, how long do you... Re- I've read that for like two years now. And I, you know, nothing's become of it. So, but it's like, you know, if they were to turn around and been like, hey, Steven Spielberg, you're going to be the head of, of uh, Star Wars, right? And he's like, yeah, give me Star Wars. I would not feel good about that, right? Like... What is Steven Spielberg going to add to it? You know, because, I mean, he's like, he just passed his prime. He hasn't really done anything good, and I can't even tell you how long. Right? And I would have no, you know, he's not even directing movies anymore. And so this girl, I mean, she's a little bit younger than, than you know, Spielberg is. But, I mean, that that's the era she grew up with. You know, she founded Amblin. You know, she was making E.T. and <laughs> fucking Indiana Jones. And, like, I mean... <laughs> oh, but the, but the new Indiana Jones is going to be so good. What are you talking about? I'm so I, excited I, how great that's going to be. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, Wikipedia graduated, uh, you know, high school in California, went to San Diego State, majored in telecommunications and film. Uh, she gained employment at a local uh, TV station in San Diego. And now we can never get rid of her. Spanish for Wales vagina. And uh, bah, 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 bah. she produced a local talk show. 
Uh, and then, oh, no way. So this is probably a, a, a movie that you never saw, but it was originally on HBO all the fucking time. And HBO was like, like birth years. Uh, she secured her first film production job working as an assistant to John uh, Milius, who was the executive producer of Steven Spielberg's 1941. Have you ever even heard of 1941? The year. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, no. Uh, it, 1941 was a fucking bomber row. One of, one of Spielberg's worst works. I think Belushi was I, in it. I, I, it was I, legit, like, I legit never heard of this movie. Oh, yeah. it's so bad. And it was on HBO all the time. And every time it was on, you just turn it off because you're like, oh, this shit again. This thing's so fucking terrible. But that's how she uh, that's how she got her uh, her start there. So she was uh, executive producer of Forty One. I guess she married Frank Marshall. She started this shit. And now you know we're I'm, Star Wars I'm fans are saddled that, with this bitch. I was gonna say I'm shocked that she's like maintained this position. I mean I'm really. Do you have any hope for the new Indiana Jones movie? I have literally less than none. Um, not really. I had a lot of hope when I heard that uh, who was doing it? Mangold, right? Mangold was doing it. And uh, I think he's the new producer and yeah, or, the new the director. director the I've director. heard the director. The director's solid. I've heard, but I, I know literally nothing else. Um, but then I saw. I, then I saw all the trailers, and I was like, "Nope, it, this is gonna suck, donkey dick." There's no way that this is gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be impossible. There, there. You know, it was like once you see the video, you're like, oh, "All right." They're talking about from things I read. They're, they're they're talking about space and the space wars and going to space and like uh. you know. It's enough. There's a de-aging scene that I think goes in the early, yeah, that, early that, stages. It, that was more impressive the technology standpoint. I don't know. I'm just Lucasfilms clearly does not know what the fuck they're doing at this point, or whoever they're handling. I mean, it's like the James Gunn situation before he got in charge of a uh, DC. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Well, uh, all right. One one scene that I think just epitomizes what's going to happen with this movie. Uh, Mr. Mr. Jones stands up in front of a window and breaks out his uh, breaks out his whip and goes to defend. I guess who's his goddaughter or granddaughter in the movie and snaps the bullwhip at all of these mobsters who you know. And then he's like, I you know you know back off. And then they in turn pull out all of their guns. Throwback to the original Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark movie when, you know, he, he you know, the gun guy swings his, you know, knife around and then Indy just pulls out a gun. Well, so mm-hmm. Indy pulls out the bullwhip. These guys all pull out their guns. And then Indy ducks right before they all fire, right? Like, and it was, like, no, I can't. I can't do this. I can't do the, the, these old, tired, like, movie like bullshit scenes and uh it's not a trope it's uh whatever cliches movie it's a trope it's a trope trope at this point when they've done it for the four billionth time i feel like it's very safe to say this is a movie trope. ah you know there's eight million guns fired at you but you duck right at the right time they blow you know it's uh, all right enough but anyway um so anyway i i indiana jones to kathleen kennedy to me watching back to the future uh back to ant-man and the wasp and that being like the star wars of this new era uh, and how this derailed was when we were talking about uh, Star Wars and this being their Star Wars, maybe trying to link it, which is not going to happen, I hope. But um, 
So yeah, I, I mean the quantum realm doesn't really work. Uh, you know, it's just it's so stupid, dude. Like it, it, I mean, it's literally just their excuse to be like, and this is where the Star Wars happens, but they're just they're still marveling it. And and so there's stormtroopers and spaceships and this whole. Do they explain the quantum realm, right? Because they talked about it, and then there was time element involved, <laughs> and then in this movie they just kind of go there. Right, and now yeah, it's like, dude, it, it, like I cannot stress to you how literally the, it, the, the movie goes. Well, we need we want to be in the we want to be in the realm now. We don't want to waste any time like pretending. And then next thing you know, five seconds later, they're in the quantum realm. It happens. It it, it just happens so fast. It's just annoying. Um, well, I I don't want to derail. I, I know you had notes. So you're talking no, no, about winters. We, we we're getting in the it, quantum it, realm. It's, what it's, didn't it's work? It's all it's all based on the uh, on the characters. And and Ant Man and and Rudd and Winters try to solve it. Win, Winters, Win, uh, Jonathan Winters. Uh, uh, no, Majors, 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 Jonathan Majors, Jonathan Winters is somebody. Else. Oh, that's right. We talked about the last time. He's the old dude from fucking old white guy comedian. John, <laughs> that's right. Um, uh, Jonathan Majors. So and we don't know if Kang's going to be able to hold up. But what what else didn't and didn't work for this? So so far we have working is the two actors right that and that is the end the, the next <laughs> ones the if, if, if the best after this is if you, the best after this is your your carbon neutral basically which leads into the other titular character the wasp like I already said this the movie's called Ant Man and the Wasp she has maybe twenty to thirty speaking lines which sounds okay until you realize this is a two hour movie. And she's supposed to be the one of the main characters. Like she's is in she a lot. Is she in all two hours? Kind of. Uh, I mean, sort of. Like she's part of the plot, but not really. Like she just does not have anywhere near as major of an impact as the other guy. Like as as Ant-Man or Kang or even her her mom, who's probably the worst character in this movie, if not tied. Spoiler alert. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Her only purpose in the whole movie is at the very end when Scott's getting his ass beat by Kang, and then she comes in to like help him save the day. Okay. Oh, there you are. That's where you went for the last two hours. Cool, Evangeline Lilly. Like, so I don't know why they don't like you? But clearly, I mean that haircut also kind of stupid. Why? Oh, she butchered her hair. I don't know if it was even her. I think because like I think the wasp has that in. Like the co- the comics or something? What she did it like the the short uh, crop yeah the top short thing exactly. like the yeah, bob. It's, it's, you did see the movie, cool. Uh, <laughs> it's just you know, so it, not not my. I, not I can't my see movie. her with short hair. I, I mean that you, you, it's probably a brutal look. You don't want to see her <laughs> with short. hair. <laughs> you know, uh, but I will see it. Well, I mean, they they did the short hair with her in when she was wearing the the wig in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, the second one, right? But um, and, and then she had long hair, right? Because it was like throwback scene. But anyway, um, so if, if I'm not mistaken, they they go to the quantum realm because Kang pulls them in, right? I mean, th- these Dude, are not spoilers. Oh my god! I mean, I mean, so I mean, the person. Who- you're jumping ahead of yourself, man. The person who carries them in. Um, no, so it's not that one. But let, I'm just going to keep going in order here because the, yeah, the you, you do your thing. You, you yeah, drive yeah. a little bit. I'll let you drive. Yeah, you took okay. these notes. I mean, you put some fucking heavy lifting yeah, okay. in here. Okay, here we go. The next character who's he's 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 bad. He's not carbon neutral, but he's almost he's almost there where he just doesn't have an impact. Uh, Michael Douglas as as uh, Hank Pym. 
Okay. I like Michael Douglas. He's like a hybrid. I, he's not an electric I, vehicle. He's not an EV. He's a hybrid. Listen, I like him. I, I, I love Michael Douglas. Fir- I, I liked him in the I first liked him Ant-Man a lot movie. better in the 80s. I don't know why he's in this movie. He has like he technically has a role, but he does not need to be there. Uh, all he does is just I think they just had a bet to see how many times they could make him say the word ants. Ants. <laughs> I love ants. I love ants. And then at one point he has this this line where he says, you know, socialism is a bit of a charged word, but we could really learn more about treating other human beings based on how ants treat each other because of socialism. And I, and then like the movie, really? like, they play it as like a kind of joke, but like, dude, I, I swear to God, this was written by my college girlfriend with purple hair. Like it's just, <laughs> we've, heard, we've talked about quite a bit. The, the, the other one. It's just, uh, they're all the same. They all bleed together. Uh, but it's, it's like, wow. do, you, do you not know? Do you not do, Foul. Do you not know what a hive mind is? It's just, like, do you not know what socialism is? Do you know what a hive mind is? Like, watch a five-minute David Attenborough video. It is not that long. It's so easy. Yeah, well, I mean, that's our reason, that's our fucking society right now. So, dude, it, I'd love it, to give that crown to the women, but I mean, it's kind of everybody. It's such it's such a basic thing to understand, and they're just like, oh, well, oh, uh, you know. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. That sounds good to me. You know, yeah, socialism—that's what ants do. Yeah, because ants, you know, they spread the wealth. They don't literally sacrifice each other for the. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It takes five seconds. I, I like maybe it's supposed to be a lame Marvel joke. Is it is it like the rest of Disney right now, where it's there is some, I, you know, I hate the terminology woke agenda because it's just so overused. But I don't even know where like, it's like it, it's, it shouldn't have been there, but it was thrown in there, and it feels like somebody was like, I have to put this yeah. in there because this is, you know, not what we've been instructed to, but it just it feels like something that a like a college kid wrote who like it, it, there's that that South Park joke is I'm going to quote him again where it's just like. Yeah, we've been at college for a semester, and our professors really opened their opened our eyes after this one semester. We understand how the entire world works now, and it's like that kid wrote this movie, and especially <laughs> gotcha. that line. And just like anyone in LA goes, yeah, socialism's kind of exactly what the world needs if we want to make sure everything works out. And it's like that's that's not that at all. But okay, I guess this is what we're dealing with. It's it's such a it's a quick throwaway line. It's clearly supposed to be a joke, but it's still at the same time just annoying because you just you know who wrote this movie and the rest of the movie is just like there's another character who I'm gonna get into in a second who's she's tied for most obnoxious. Uh I'll just get into them now. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, actually no really quick Do you Modox, want the drum roll? Mo- Modoc no that's next. Modoc's in this movie. Uh, oh yes! Now Modoc is not the version from the comics, right? No. This version is Yellow Jacket. Yes, it's Yellow Jacket, which could have been kind of cool, but they they play him seriously for the first two minutes of him appearing on screen with that cool helmet that right. you see in the trailers, and you go, "Okay, this is actually kind of sick." I'm cur- I'm like I'm excited to see where this character goes. Um. All I'm going to say about this character, which is what my friends and I were saying the entire movie, is keep the fucking mask on, dude. Oh, no, he, they take it off? He, they take it off constantly, and you see this 
like I don't know what's happening. Oh no, I thought they kept the mask on. It is off. Like it's on for like so if you take all of Modoc's scenes in the movie and you were to take it into a percentage of what the mask on to mask off is, seventy five percent minimum he has it off. Um, and he is it is not good CGI. It is atrocious looking. I don't know what happened to Marvel's budget for that. But it's gone. Oh, no way. That's what they it's did? Gone. It looks like one of those Apple iPhone filters that you had when, like, I think in 2007 when everyone would, like, do that weird thing that squished their face down. Do you know what I'm talking about? I feel like everyone yeah, was doing that. Yeah, no, I'm looking at a picture right here. And so... It's constantly, dude. And I... he's just played as a joke. The moment he takes his helmet off, all seriousness of the character is gone. He is a joke character. Everyone's making fun of him. It, it's just any gravitas he had for that hot second wow, completely look evaporates. At that. Yeah, it's it's it looks so much worse in motion, and it's in motion all the time in the movie. I actually, when I heard everybody bitching about Monarch, I thought they were complaining because of the non-picture, the, the non-human face. And the fact that... It is 100. Like, the mask, I wish they kept it on. Because if yeah, he was just well, this I thought that was the complaint. Cyborg, but now that you say this, I'm like, whoa, no, they did do a human face? It's, it's And I just pulled it up. Movie. It looks comical. It looks... Because he's just a joke character. And it's... Because the first little bit... Like, this movie, you could have just, like, tweaked a few scenes... Oh, his whole thing is jokey? They didn't go, like, a serious he, route? No, or? he was serious for the first two minutes he's on screen, and he's actually a threat and kind of cool. And the moment he takes his helmet off, his entire character changes, and he is a complete joke from then on. Oh, really? It's so Does disappointing. He, ha he has the, the, the short arms and the short hands? Yep, yep. And then they show his butt at one point, which I wish was a joke. But no, they show his butt. really? It's like, like he's... It's like a childish joke, dude. It's Ugh. it's just disappointing because he could have been really cool. Like if you had been showed his face for like a brief second to be like, this is what he looks like now, but instead it just turns into, he's a freak. Oh, I, I'm I'm just I'm looking. I can't get over this picture. I thought they kept his mask on the whole time, and they don't. And it's the actor, whatever his name is, uh, Corey Stahl. And uh, yeah, they they uh, that looks terrible. It's it's atrocious, dude. It's atrocious. The um. Anyway, yes. he's not even the worst part. Let me let me just get into these 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 two characters that I I could not stand because this movie should not have been Ammon and the Wasp Quantumania. It should be Ammon and the Wasp Gaslight Mania. <laughs> That's the, the new fucking, name, Gaslight Mania. The, the fucking so I'm just gonna do Janet Van Dyne first. Um, th that's like the original Wasp, Michelle Pfeiffer. I saw a review that said she did her best with what she had. Did she really? Because, like, I'm sorry. She had so much fucking plastic in her face that she could have been a Barbie doll. Like, it, like if there was any more... Botox, Pfeiffer? Pfeiffer. Like, if she had any more Botox in her face for this fucking movie, like, you could have qualified this for a stop motion film. Oh, man, when I see her, she kind of looks good here and there. Now Dude, it is... She made this one face with, like, the lips pursed the entire time. <laughs> like, that was the... Oh, my God. Hank, we need to make sure that we can stop Kang the Conqueror from taking control of the galaxy. That'd be such a problem. 
She still thinks uh, she's doing fucking Quaaludes yeah, with uh, dude, Tony <laughs> down in so, Miami. It's so weird. And then the, the, like the beginning of the movie, her and the other character I'm going to talk about in a second, they're just they're making fun of Scott Lang. They're like, what have you done for the world recently, Scott? And it's like, didn't he save the fucking world? Like, wasn't he the character that had the biggest impact on Avengers Endgame and you're critiquing him? Like, she, she's just being a bitch. The whole plot could have not happened. So she... The backstory, she helped out Kang the Conqueror uh, in the past, but then she touched this computer that she was helping him fix when he was banished to the quantum realm. But when she touched the computer, which is connected to his brain somehow, this let her see his memories. And she was like, oh, Kang the Conqueror is a bad thing to be. Oh, jeez. So then... She, like, sabotaged his technology so it wasn't at, like, the full ability that it used to be. And then she tried to, you know, just kind of run away and start a rebellion against him. All this other stuff. But she knows all of this. She gets transported to the regular world. She's been for a couple of years at this point. Sure, right. And she tells no one about Kang. Meanwhile, Hank and Cassie, which is Scott's daughter, who's the last and probably most annoying character in the whole movie, um... They're working on a project doing stuff with the quantum realm the whole like before the movie starts. And she's like, You were working on something with the quantum realm? Why didn't you tell me? What? <laughs> yes, I did for, read this story that yeah, I've they're... been back for six years and no one like I forgot to tell you about the genocidal maniac that was locked away if you simply press that button in our basement. Oh whoops. Oh my bad. It completely blanked on that. That was that was that we're gonna call that a whoopsie, you guys. But it, it's just, it's so dumb, dude. It's so dumb that she has, like, like, she could have easily explained everything away in the plot, but then she just has to be so fucking mysterious with her pouted lips the whole movie <laughs> to, to, you know, prevent anything from happening. <laughs> and then she's, of course, a rebel. I, every Everything would have been preventable if this bitch just told her family that there was this insane person just living down here in this this crazy world. Well, if I'm not mistaken, from what I've read, all of that also happens extremely quickly in the front end of the movie. It is it is like five minutes, and then they're in the quantum realm while they're just they go. Scott is just like, hey, this is what life's like now after saving the world. It's pretty good. I wrote a book. Pretty happy with myself. Love my family. Try my best for them. And then people are like, wow, Scott, you're not trying hard enough. And then they go into. Uh, then we'll, I'm just gonna get to the last character. So Cassie Lang, worst character. She like you win the award, worst character in the movie. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Good like, for yeah, you. Congratulations, Catherine Newton, who where Catherine is spelled in the most asshole way possible, where it's the, got a K and a Y. It's like fuck you. <laughs> the, does asshole K Y Catherine end up becoming like a future MCU oh, celebrity? Yes, she is. So she's like apparently a character in the comics. So. From what I read, so her character in the comics, uh, she basically gets the same powers as Ant-Man and her dad, where she has like a suit that can grow and shrink. Got it, okay. But like, what's supposed to happen in the comics is Scott dies, and then she like kind of inherits it after that. So kind of like an Iron Man thing. But like, Yeah, I mean, it, it's the MCU's... Well, it, it's Marvel's like fallback, right? You know? Exactly, yeah. But, like, this, but you know, then nobody buys works. the comics because nobody wants to see the new fucking characters. So then yeah. ultimately they end up turning around and, re, you know, they reincarnate the old character and that's how it goes. So Yeah, exactly. And it's just... <sighs> But it's a kind of a cool intro story. Where like, oh, my dad was a hero. I'm trying to like, you know, 
live up to you know what he did. But they don't do that at all in this movie. Instead, she's an activist. That's how they open the movie, and uh, she's protesting right. homelessness. She's she's so the movie literally opens with her getting out of jail. She was arrested for protesting against homelessness in San Fran, which is just like, have you been to San Fran? Have you met those homeless people? And she goes in this whole tirade, like, Dad, you just don't care enough about things that matter. Like these guys, they didn't choose to be homeless in San Francisco. I was fighting against the the bigoted cops for not caring enough and i'm just like have you met homeless people in san francisco writers of this movie because clearly not see i saw i saw the future follow-up to this where she's in hill valley shaking a fucking she actually went back in time to 1955 and she's going save the clock tower save the clock tower it's wild it's wild so she's an activist protest against police and she's like she and janet are given Scott, who who once again in this universe, I don't know why this happened in She-Hulk. These are characters who saved the fucking universe. Like they literally, like their half of the universe was gone, and then their direct actions brought everybody back. And for whatever reason, they can't get no respect. They can't get no respect. They should be called no respect. They should be at Danger Fields doing fucking exactly. HBO half an hour comedy. Yeah, they can't, can't get no respect. But like, it, it, they're they're just gaslighting him constantly for not doing enough, and you just yeah, like, who is though it, society? So it's, it's, no, no, no. It's his daughter, who's like this this annoying teenager, which I guess like is kind of her arc in the movie. She's an annoying teenager, but then and and Janet Van Dyne, who Michelle Pfeiffer's character. They're like, you're not really doing enough with what you could do, Scott. And it's just like, what have the fuck have you done? You didn't tell anyone about this genocidal maniac hiding out this fucking <laughs> right. interdimensional portal you, you got, apparently, in your basement. And then not only that, but then the daughter also apparently has this fucking... Uh, like she's been learning all about quantum dimensional portal making made easy bake oven style in her basement. <laughs> And yeah, she she's like Riri Williams, where she's just like super smart past her years for no explain. It, it, it's explained legit, reason. It's every character in the MCU now, they just they do it constantly. I don't know why. It's infuriating that just every other character in this movie is like, yeah, I'm 15 years old, but I basically graduated from Harvard when I was 12, and I'm actually basically right. completely remaking these technolo- technological things from scratch here. It's like, you're telling me not one of these characters is like, yes, so I was smoking weed and I got called out for it in the bathroom by my principal the other day. Like, it, it's, now, it's just such an overreach of where you can go with this shit, dude. Yeah, well, you know, I remember when they first introduced Spider-Man and they were super stoked that they were like, oh, guess what? They're just going to introduce Spider-Man. They're not going to go into his backstory. They're just going to introduce him and you know get rid of that whole thing and that was like one of the only times the mcu has done that because if you mm-hmm. look at all of these movies they they're all all origin story based right i mean one way shape or form or they're even like you know disney plus has been nothing but origin story stuff she hulk is an origin story the um the hawk the, the hawkeye one is the origin story of uh you know who is that his daughter i forget who it is that takes over the thing um, Loki is kind of well. It's it's not an origin story of anything. I mean, that's the origin story, I guess, of Kang, right? I mean, that's, that's yeah. I mean, Kang, Kang's the only one that really gets it. Yeah, um, but the 
I'm trying to think of what 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 have been other um, what if was a cartoon, um, but I mean I whatever Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, all origin stories. Well, Thor I guess wasn't. Thor's yeah, origin story was here on the planet, right? But but it's dude, it's just it's the dichotomy of just like you got this character who first like, immediately opens with her just like bad-mouthing Ant-Man, a character you like, and there's something about when there's like a character you already enjoy, and they go, let's just make fun of them for no reason. You're not doing enough. That just immediately makes you go, I don't like you very much. <laughs> gotcha. No, Five seconds later, it goes, oh, I'm actually a super genius. Did I forget to mention that? Because here's my pet project, my summer project I was working on in the basement with Grandpappy, which, by the way, also doubles as a portal to basically 1945 Germany, because that's where Kang lives. Okay. And you just you're just like oh you didn't know you didn't know that the mass murderer was right behind this little thing. Well, that well, <laughs> are we jumping forward to the post credit scene when you mentioned no, that? No, 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 no. This leads just to the quantum realm with the thing she was developing. Like oh, it's okay. just like, oh, it's supposed to map out the quantum realm. It's just something we were just casually making, and you go, shut up, <laughs> like shut. And then Michelle Pfeiffer has her meltdown of, you need to shut this off right now and then you know magically bloop bleeps back on yeah and gonzo yeah and then everyone's Off disappeared to the quantum, quantum realm, realm we go now she gets a lot better when she's in the quantum realm like she's she's still a little annoying and then she's just you know she's just a man's daughter and she's got similar powers and she she doesn't like she isn't immediately just amazing at it like she sucks with, with using the powers compared to uh compared to her dad and like he's trying to teach her there's like a there's a, like a i know some people didn't like the scene but i thought it was okay where he's trying to teach her how to use it. like no you got to do this to use the powers properly you're, you're fucking this up she goes ah, i can learn it dad i know how to do it. he's like do you do you really know it and like that like that's but that's on paul rudd like paul rudd made that scene fun not really her and how is the scene it, where hank pym blames his uh wife for giving him cancer because he ate her box Whoa! What? 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 That <laughs> fell on deaf ears. I, I, I was gonna. I was like, wait a second. Like, what? And boom listen, goes the dynamite. Listen, Thank listen. God, Donald Trump's a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> I was referring I, to Michael. I, I was. I was. Michael okay. Douglas. The, the, you remember the Michael Douglas, Catherine Zeta Jones story? No. Wait. 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 What? Oh, you don't remember that? No. Whoa, oh, whoa, yeah. Whoa. He, he, what did he do to my Catherine Zeta-Jones? Yeah, no. well, he married to Catherine Zeta-Jones, well, and he yeah, got... I mean, which, which, by the way, just a quick... Just a quick moment. Just a quick applause <laughs> for Michael Douglas on that. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely back in the day. Now she's a little fruity, but, you know... I, Dude, I mean, listen, listen. She still looks good, but she listen. definitely not so. Um, but he, you don't he got in there when it was he got in there when it was most difficult. No, I completely. Wait, what is this story? Uh it's got to be. Is it twenty years ago now? Fifteen years ago? You know, somewhere between fifteen and ten years ago, he uh, Michael Douglas ends up getting throat cancer or whatever, and um, and and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's related HPV or whatever, and he starts. At some point, he did an interview with somebody, and he blamed Catherine Zeta Jones. And Bro. yeah, Google it, Google it, Google Go the whole story. You know what? Good for him. Right. And so, uh, <laughs> and that was like a whole big thing. They were like, oh my God, he just blamed his wife because, and, and then you, you go into HPV and it was like, oh, that's how you get it. Okay. All right. So, and uh, anyway, that was, uh, that, that was where that joke was, was supposed to be going was where in the movie does, uh, you know, Hank Pym played by Michael Douglas blame his wife for giving him the throat cancer by eating his 
Anyway, eating her box. Um, so I, but regardless, so the the, the daughter's pissed off at at uh, you know Paul. Yeah, exactly. Because and then I don't know. I just I don't know why every character needs to be nineteen and be smarter than Stephen Hawking. Like <laughs> like <laughs> Peter Parker. I, Peter Parker, like he's clearly a smart guy. Well. <laughs> Mark what you need to understand is that the Marvel Universe is built upon... And you go, sh- shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is the <laughs> only time I wish you did video, like, so you can do funny faces of Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yeah, so people don't know you're doing it. That's no, the I know. Yeah, podcast. It yeah, you can like, why is he now. moaning into the fucking microphone? Yeah. But it's just, I mean, you know, that's just, it's just annoying that every, like, they're like, oh, we have a young girl character, or just young character here? How do we make people like her? Make her a super genius that just knows quantum physics at 19 like every casual person does and there's just something about that that i find very stupid well there also is a push now to like not be cool but to be smart and i've noticed that in like a lot of media right like 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 peter parker era is done now it's like the smart era yeah but like peter parker he's just because he's i think undeniably like the most liked superhero of all time like at least i mean maybe batman i don't know but he's he's clearly smart, but he's never been smart to the level where he's you know he's developing a robot cyborg Spider Man to cover for him. He's just been like he's he's decent at chemistry. Yeah, he's like an A student or something. Well, in the comics, he gets a little more involved. Um, yeah, but but like, but it's there, there's there's like a level of like believable genius in high school to. Yeah, so we made this quantum realm map that we can use to track the entire world while I'm making an Iron Man suit that's more complicated than Iron Man's. And you go, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> Jeff? Yeah, well, I, I think the part about that that I, that I have trouble swallowing, right, is like, let's say Iron Man, for instance, right? So, you know, I, you know Tony Stark, when we meet him in the movies, he's already gotten past that part. So, but he's older, so you kind of believe it because it's like, okay, I don't know whatever he did, but like he's huge, he's got this big company, he's loaded, he obviously was super smart. You see Remy Williams, right, in the most recent Black Panther thing, and she's like just literally like, you know, like a high school student, or was she college, or whatever it was, but she's yeah, like, some of it. just like a random, and, and then without putting, and I think you you mentioned this in podcast way back, was like without putting any work or effort in at all, she just automatically makes a suit and like you're introduced to this girl, she makes a suit and now she's flying around like Iron Man and you're like, you know what? She is super smart, I guess, but I don't even know this bitch. So like how am I supposed to be committed to this character at all? Yeah, Where- no, it's 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 wild, dude. It's just I don't know why, but it's every character I feel like in the new Marvel. Like all the new characters they're setting us up for for the next like couple phases. There are all these just level of just completely unrelatable geniuses, or or just that like people that zero I, flaws. Like American but, Chavez, when they introduced oh her, gosh, she's so boring. Oh my god, it was like, who is this, and where, and what, and she's a main character in this entire movie now. This is nuts. Yeah, it's it's stupid, and it's just it's every single one of them. Like I, I get you're trying to have like a younger cast of these characters, but you're also just losing whatever form of relatability that made you beat DC. Like, there's a reason. Like, like, like Captain Marvel, same exact powers. That's a bad example. Uh, but but there, there's a reason Marvel was beating DC, and it wasn't because, like, they had cooler superpowers overall than, you know, whatever DC had. 
it's because like your characters were written better and now you're just throwing that away and that was super abundantly clear in this movie but i mean the the, the the, the characters were garbage in this movie. I mean, the, the way the whole issue, the plot issue gets solved is, uh, so like ants get sucked into the, the time quantum portal with them, which is just okay. And then the ants, because they, they landed in a different area of the, the time portal, they, for some reason, are able to, uh, like, they, they advance like thousands of years compared to everyone. Like, what was a few hours for everybody else? They're able to do in like just a couple of hours. Oh Jesus! So now, okay, now so they're, they're super they're smart su- ants. They're super smart ants with cyborg parts, and then they just come in at the eleventh hour and help everybody save the day. And you go, "I'm sorry, what am I watching right now?" <laughs> That's how they did it. They did it with ants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ants are what basically win the day for everybody, and they're like, "Look at how great ants are, guys! This is so great." It's and not- they did it with some kind of ham-handed advanced yeah. development yeah uh-huh that's what factored happened. Into, yeah. into the quantum realm which isn't really mm-hmm. explained at all yeah no it just happens like and if you have a problem with that i i like i don't know what to tell you like that, and that's the do sex mach- machina that you were talking yeah, about yeah do sex machina. it just comes out and you go what i'm sorry <laughs> can you uh i need you to repeat that really fast for me it's just it's so dumb well, be, before uh, I ask any more of my questions, I like I, I, I want you to be able to get to your notes there. Like, what, is there anything else that you wanted to get to before I? No, I mean a lot of it was just about the characters. Like, I've, we've been kind of covering a lot of it. I okay, mean, the, cool. The little the last little bit is just they got this because they this is apparently like contractually obligated to be in every single Marvel movie. Now you need to have a rebel group of some kind. Okay. And it's just like I've seen this character before who leads the rebel and who's part like some of the rebels were actually fun little characters for five seconds. But like the rebel leader, I've seen her in Obi-Wan. I've seen her in other Star Wars movies, like not the same actress, but it's just the exact same fucking character where she's just like, I am noble and I've been scarred in the past because I'm trying to fight for what's right. And, you know, obviously she's in the right. And, and, and this is part of what the Cassie Lang character does. She goes, Dad, we have to help these rebel people. And he literally says at one point, like, we don't know anything about them. We don't know what they're fighting for. Like, how do we know they're, they're the right guys? Like, no, I know they're the right guys, Dad. We have to save them. And me and my friends were just joking as we left the movie. Like, so what happens? So Kang the Conqueror, he's deposed. Now these rebels are in charge of everything. What if they're like, yes, Kang is gone. Now we can finally bring back slavery and child sex trafficking. He outlawed those when he was in charge. And I was just waiting. Like They'll, they'll never have the balls to do that. But it's just, I so, mean, that's what happened with Cuba. So, <laughs> Cuba. That yeah. would be funny. If all of a sudden Castro popped up at the end. Yeah, Castro. Yes, we did it, everybody. <laughs> with yes. his fucking cigar and shit. Yeah. Um, so they, they ended. All right. So, I mean, we've kind of... Let's start I mean, it with the good a, guys. Were, were there any send-offs? Michelle Pfeiffer? No, no. Everyone lives. There's Everybody no, lives. All right, because the, the, big, the big question mark was Ant-Man. <laughs> they all thought Ant-Man was going to die. Because that's like part of the comic book lore, and he has a scene where he's like he's basically ready to sacrifice himself to stop Kang, which would be, I think, a great... like I mean, as average as the movie was, like that'd be a great opening for Kang, where he fucking kills Ant-Man in his first showcase... You know he's a threat. Like they stop him, but at the cost of an Avenger, like one that you liked, 
And now you have like Cassie Lang, who's kind of annoying to her dad, but now she's got a, you know, she, you know, she's going to carry that onward for some other Marvel. Like there's some stakes now. Now you got to go, oh shit, this guy means business. And there's a bunch more just like him. And to kill one of them, you basically have to sacrifice a seasoned adventure, Avenger, even if he's not like the best one. Yeah, well, you don't want to do that in this movie because you're definitely going to do that probably in like Avengers, either Kang Dynasty or the Secret Wars, right? Because like that's well, they'll they'll do the send off for him. They'll yeah. Give him like two more years of of you know milk in the clock, and then yeah, being finally... being Paul Rudd doing his right. Paul Ruddiness, right? And then they'll then they'll piece him out. So nobody dies except for Kang. But then again, there's eight million Kangs, and this yeah, is like so the it's bad like, Kang. Is he dead that... now? Is he right? That never. Uh... Uh, let's see. Um, so, all right, send-offs, there are none. Kang, are none. maybe. No, no. Michael Douglas, even, who does nothing in the movie, he could have just, you know, he could have just hung out. Maybe he could have died. Like, have something in there, and instead the movie ends with everything going immediately back to the status quo, and, like, like Scott's like, oh, there's a bunch of other Kangs out there. I wonder if I should be worried about this. And then they show the post credits scene of all the Kangs grouped up and like, all right, let's fuck some bitches up, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, like, to me, it wasn't getting me as excited for Kang as me going, he's a cool character, but this ocean of a movie around him is just so lackadaisical. And I think this is clearly now the standard of Marvel movies than it is the exception. Right, right. So where do they go from here? So, you know, like, did you watch the post credit scenes? Yeah, I mean, I, I only saw the, I mean, where there might have been two, but I mean, I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> just, I, I watched the one. I watched the one. I did my job. I watched the uh, the one where they show all the Kangs. Um, well, well, I, I'm, I'm hoping the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is good. They were showing a lot of stuff for that while I was waiting for the movie. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 looks like it is going to be okay. Um... And then, uh, I'm sorry, just uh, I, I, as I derailed here and, and completely just uh, fucking no, flushes down. Right I just got a... Um, uh, it was a work thing that came through in the middle of a... Uh, what time is it right now? My boss, she wrote... Like, nine, nine, like, Isn't that great? Yeah, like, you're, you're, your day's wrapping up. You're like, oh, finally, now I can do whatever I want to do today. <laughs> and your boss goes, oh, no, you can't. Like, Come on, go to bed. We'll, we'll deal with it later. Um, Who do you think you are? Yeah. Want uh, to hang out. Fuck so, out of here. so how does Kang factor into post Ant-Man Quantumania? Right? Uh, it's the other. It, it's just you don't, you don't quite know then? I, I don't. I mean, he's not going to be in the new Guardians movie, clearly, because I think they already like basically announced the villain for that. Because this Kang is now gone. Yeah, and so gone, the Kang is, that's going to come through later Well, it is, sounds like it's going to be a group of them. It's just going to be John Majors talking to himself on a green screen, which sounds very depressing. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know do they introduce you to the Conqueror or no? He was the Conqueror. The one in this movie who dies is the Conqueror. He and is the Conqueror like bunch, one. Yeah, exactly. He's like the main one, and they're just like, hey, we don't need him anymore. Do they introduce you to any of the other Kangs? Kind of, they're like there for five seconds, but they don't like get too specific. Like they, they just like, here's Kang in an ancient Egyptian pharaoh costume. Oh, here's they Kang do that looking whole like thing. cyborg. Yeah, here he is looking like cyborg from 
the Justice League movie. Do they explain the time jumping and him going back into time? And, and like and, barely, you're you're giving more thought to this than the writers of the movie, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, if you if you go in and you, and you read anything about the ca- the character, you, you find out, like we mentioned, I think he was friends with Reed Richards at one point. But anyway, um, who who who? He's not a he's not a character. We talk. Did, did they introduce? All right, so l- let's no, just get on Kang. All, There's nothing else. Are there for, any cameos? No, except for Kang. I think it was just the Ant Man crew. It's just the Ant Man crew, huh? I, it was, I don't think there's anybody else. Yeah. It was them. Modok was there. That was it. Modok die off or no? Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. He sacrifices himself. Oh, I forgot to mention that. So him and Cassie fight, and the way he turns good, kind of at the end, is uh, oh, he, they did a redemption with him, like a kind of one where where she's she's like, I don't know what to do. Kang's mean to me. She's like, just don't be a dick to people. And he goes, Oh, I never thought of that. And then he screams. To like stop this like giant force field Kang built. He's like, I'm not gonna be a dick, <laughs> and he's like, like, which would be funny, but at the same time, you're just like, I'm like, you're bemoaning the potential coolness that character could have had, because like they just can't have anything be cool anymore. They needed to just have like be a stupid joke that I wrote when I was in high school. Oh, that's too bad. That, that that that's a shame. But I mean, I I think the biggest deflating aspect of this conversation that uh, I have right now is that the Kang aspect of it doesn't really seem to have led to anything other no. than like you've met Kang. Now he's dead. He'll have to reappear, or it'll just be one of his other Kangs. Mm-hmm. So now, if there is the Kang Dynasty, unless it's a unless it's a red herring. Right, and and maybe Kang isn't the big bad at the end of this thing, and they're just gonna, because they've just said that the title was, you know, Kang Dynasty. What happens if they turn around and they're like, no, it's actually Secret Wars one and two, and we lied about the Kang Dynasty. Yeah, I don't even want to watch that one. That one, like, the, I I remember those comics with like the scrolls or whatever, and that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Well, I, I just I'm trying to figure out how they salvage this. It's secret, secret Invasion, right? That's the one where the, like the it turns out there's been aliens or something the whole time. Well, no, there's Secret Invasion and Secret Wars, right? So Secret Wars was the, for people that don't know what we're talking about. Those uh, if you watched, if you had the displeasure of watching Captain Marvel, because that was not good. There's yes. aliens that can shapeshift to look just like people because of Called course they called the Skrulls, which is a great name, yes. and then. I think the plot is they've basically been infiltrating like parts of the government for years or something. That was the idea. Yeah, and and there's going to be a secret invasion show on Disney Plus featuring uh, Samuel L. Jackson as, oh, as oh, so, Nick Fury. I'm so I'm so tired. I'm so so tired. tired. And I'm we'll, so tired. We'll wrap it up shortly, but that that's going to be secret invasion. <laughs> more, more more about Marvel at this point. Dude. I know. You're just like I'm so so tired, so tired today. But to answer your question, Secret Wars was at the time um, Mattel owned the rights to the um, and, and you Google it and some of this I'm I'm trying to do off the top of my head is that. 
Mattel owned the rights to the Marvel toys. And this is before Marvel was owned by Disney, before Marvel was even incorporated. Because remember, Marvel was an actual traded stock. like It was, it, it was an incorporated company before Disney bought it. But this is even before then. So Mattel owned the rights to the figures. And they were like, dude, we need something to, you know, put some juice into this. So we need, you know, we need to do something. So we've got to come up with some kind of big event where we can do toys off of it. And somewhere along the lines, they were like, well, what if we turned Spider-Man into an all-black suit? And they were like, we love it. How are we going to do it? Oh, we're going to do it in this fucking, this series called Secret Wars. We're going to make up a character called the Beyonder. I think the Beyonder was his name. And basically, he's going to take all of the Marvel superheroes and going to put them on these worlds and have them fight each other. And they're going to be called battle worlds. And then, you know, all these good guys are going to fight good guys and bad guys are going to fight bad guys. And everybody's going to fight each other. And then in the period, in the process of it, they introduced the black Spider-Man suit. And everybody was like, wow, that's super cool. And that ultimately became Venom because after they were done saying like, oh, well, what are we going to do with this now? Because we want to return him back to his blue suit. Oh, well, make a whole separate character we'll say it's a symbiote etc 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 so that's where the whole secret wars thing and that is ultimately what they have lined up i think before kang dynasty or either after there's, kang dynasty dude there is the just two. a level there's just a level where they lose me I, I i think i mean they've clearly already reached it like the quantum realm and stuff is so stupid well i, I could see now we have multiple universes that was started by Dude, that's Kang. Al- that's already so exhausting. Like, I mean, that it, is, it like, is. Mo- multiple universes with the Marvel stuff, and I feel like multiple universes is just like be it is a, it's like zombies were ten years ago and kind of now, where you just see them everywhere. Like everyone's going. We can have the same actor, but we say this one's a completely different character because he's a different universe. Cha-ching! Let's do it. Well, oddly enough, if you were to think about how Disney could continue on Marvel for another 20 years, the Secret Wars comes into play because Secret Wars ends with a quote-unquote, ready for it, incursion event. And so the incursion events are typically used in comic books to crash the different universes into each other and then produce a new third universe. Boo. Yes. Boo. Boo. So, <laughs> boo. Um, so much boo. Um, I'm seeing something along the, uh, along the lines of rolling in the X-Men late into this, rolling in Miles Morales late into this. Okay, Miles Morales. I'm excited for it. Right. Do a... Do a... <laughs> I'm excited for it as you're yawn. And then doing an incursion event where they smash everything together. And at the end, you know, maybe Tom Holland exists. Maybe he doesn't. Miles Morales is there. The X-Men are there. The X-Men are now in the same world. Uh, maybe they, you know, they flip over, you know, uh, Captain America to a new actor, Iron Man to a new ar- actor, you know, like, and they just flip at it all around point, and they start over At what point again. do they actually open my mouth and force feed these movies down my throat? I'm just curious. I mean, they're doing it now. Let's be honest. I mean, it's come on. It's just like, I, I, like, I, like we went from 
believable. Okay, not believe, but you know. No, I got you. I'm with you. Like, you. like a reasonable level of suspending suspension of disbelief, where you're going, okay, yeah, yeah, here we go. Okay, he's got this suit. Okay, super soldier. What's his superpower? He's just a little stronger and faster. In, in World War II, other version of Nazis. Okay, cool. Can wrap my head around. It. Oh, there's these super special gems. They're not going to explain. Awesome. And then just, and now it's just, it, it's just why no one liked Thor 1, dude. It was just, it was uh, so stupid. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, I like Thor 1. Only because I that was the introduction of um, What's-His-Face as Thor. We all like, we all like Natalie Portman. It's cool. <laughs> yes, that's it's right. Cool. It was her introduction, too. But no, uh, Chris Hemsworth as uh, as Thor. I, I Like, I thought... Seeing that character on, on screen for the first time, I thought it was fucking awesome. Even mm. though the story itself stunk and everything else about it stunk, I thought seeing him on camera the first time was awesome. So I, I, I still, I don't hate the first Thor movie. I hate the second Thor movie. Oh, that was fucking hot shit. Yeah, that was, that was a hot waste of time. But so at least here to, to bring it all back, you know, let, let's screw down the road in, in Ant-Man or, or not Ant-Man, but Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty. This movie doesn't really feel like it accomplished anything. No. Right. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not true. It was there. It was there. It was there. It was, right? it was there. But that's weird because they, the they, whole... they, they showed us Kang and that was basically what the movie did. That was that was they they accomplished that very small goal. That's was, so weird because they made it seem like it was going to be so it, much more. Well, it's because they're going to show Jonathan Majors, I feel like, constantly, and that's what they're going for, which is cool because I liked him. Like, once again, he was one of the parts of the movie I liked, but it's just, like, whatever they're doing to this, this movie franchise as a whole now at this point, it's not working, and I just do not have a lot of hope for it. Yeah, well, originally we had the, you know, and we, we've covered a lot of this, but they did the, the origin stories, plus at the same time they were introducing all the different uh, Infinity Stones, and you kind of knew where it was going to go, and you, mm -hmm. you waited to see Thanos until the very end. and Because remember, there was that still that disjointed part in the original Avengers when they show Thanos at the end, and they were like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, to, to fight them is to court death, and he turns around and smiles, which mm -hmm. makes no sense now. But, Dude, I'm getting look. Look at me. I'm yawning and talking about Marvel now. That's just where we got it because it's just like you. You think about it and you go, "What are they going to do?" I don't think Kevin Feige knows anymore. But think about how stupid that was because when they first showed him, they said the court death thing. Like that. That was the whole Infinity Gauntlet story in the comics. Was he loved death and he wanted to yeah, court her. Like Right, and so that that was the whole part of it, and then they they started that in Avengers One, and they were like, you know what, that doesn't work, so we're just going to get rid of that whole thing and pretend it never existed. We're just going to yeah. say, oh, we we showed you Thanos. So, mm -hmm. um, but th this one, as you're saying, left us off with nothing. So, it, I just I don't know what they're going for. I, yeah, I mean, I did like uh, Endgame was just weak to me. I, I I'm the one person out there who. I think just did not like that movie mainly because the time travel. I didn't love it. I just didn't hate it. Um, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I just I just thought that one point that was just that that was where I officially just saw the slide of oh they've gotten too weird with it. Like that was even though this is Marvel where they're flying around in their underwear, that was their jump the shark moment. And every time I think they're about to get like to a point of you know equilibrium again, these movies come out like Doctor Strange or this one, and I go this is just not. You're not right in this track at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like Return of the Jedi, too, right? Like, you, the, the reason that, you know, 
Empire and Avengers Infinity War were so good was because you had those, you know, from a hero standpoint, terrible moments of losing loved ones and actually experiencing loss. But in order to make that up, you got to figure out a way to overcome all that shit. And, you know, in Return of the Jedi, they, they had no real answer for it, so they came up with Ewoks. And then, you know, in, in Endgame, they had no answer for it, so they came up with just time travel, right? And it was like, oh, mm-hmm. man, this is completely unspectacular. But, I, you know, the unspectacular finish is kind of a result of the spectacular moment in the middle, you know, Act 2, where you reach such highs. And I, I, don't, I don't know if there's ever been a trilogy, at least in film. Has anybody pulled it off great? Well, you know what? Why, why don't we continue that for another, another time? Yeah, or like this, a, this, a, yeah. a buck 30 here. Yeah, hold that's a can of worms, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I, I know. And, and Marvel's already got you, you yawn in, and, and I'm a couple of beers in here. And <laughs> and, and uh, at this time, I, I can get a couple more beers in and probably get a movie in before uh, I crash on my couch. So, um, with that said, why don't we uh, punch out? And uh, I don't know, we'll pick up here, but you know, there's a lot of ways we could go with the next one. So. Like I said, same bat time, same bat channel, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. We'll continue it somewhere, somehow, Woo! some way. We'll uh, we'll we'll press on. Yeah. So only seventy more Marvel movies to go before they're finally tired with it themselves. I know, but thank you for putting it. Like, I mean, fucking notes. Congratulations, there. Will. I did it. Oh, I, I did just, it. We're, we're we're evolving as a franchise. I forgot my outros on my same board, so I'll just uh, yeah. fucking re requeue that as I went to go give you some claps. I'll just clap for you. Congratulations on uh, doing some notes and all the rest of that. And congratulations on going to Daytona. It's something I always Ooh. wanted to do. And yeah. I never did that. So if it helps, uh, this next weekend I'm going to Raleigh Durham. So that's uh, oh, not, what are you doing? Not as a Duke UNC, hang, hanging out with friends. That's oh, all. all right, yeah, nothing. Just go, just go shoot the shit. That's nothing all. spectacular uh, or spectacular. No, well, we're, I mean, we're, it could we're be. Boring. All right. Well, th- that's how we'll start off. We'll, we'll find out all your escapades down in Raleigh. I'm sure they'll be as exciting as Daytona and the 500. Oh, they, they will. But I'll enjoy it. All right, yeah. cool. All right, well, until then, enjoy yourself down in Raleigh. I'll enjoy myself here in uh, sunny Hohokas, New Jersey. So peace out. Until next time. Dog bless. <laughs>